0: Welcome to the Truth In My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men.
1: Hello. Today, we have Sonia interviewing John about textual criticism. This is the field of study through which we can know the original text of the New Testament. We are continuing from the previous episode today.
2: Any other examples of theological problems?
1: Yes. For example, in John 3.13, there's a key omission. Now you know that the Christian doctrine of the Incarnation, where Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us, Jesus Christ fully God and fully man, the second person of the triune Godhead here didn't turn into a person and stop being God. God cannot stop being God. The triune God continued to be while Jesus walked on earth. What happened was that the second person of the triune Godhead added to himself a human body and a human nature. And then he existed simultaneously as God and man, and he did not cease to be God. And now he continues for all eternity to exist fully God and fully man at the same time. And we mentioned that when we're talking about the incarnation and the the problem of the idea of a begotten God. But a begotten son is where he added the Human body and nature to himself. Now we can deduce this from scripture based on everything that's said about the topic, but there's one verse that explicitly says this, and it's in John three thirteen, which reads, "No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven." So you notice the the latter part of the verse. That is the son of man who is in heaven. And that's what shows the simultaneous existence of Jesus as man and as God, because while he is a man trapped in time and space, standing there speaking to Nicodemus, he says at the same time, the son of man is in heaven.
2: Referring Uh, to himself as he speaks to Nicodemus. Yes,
1: yes. He is the son of man there trapped in time and space, speaking to Nicodemus as a man. But he says the Son of Man who is, present tense, is in heaven. So at the same time that Jesus is on earth, Jesus is in heaven. And the second part of that verse, the part that says that is the Son of Man who is in heaven, is absolutely necessary to show this fundamental theological truth. It's there in the overwhelming majority of manuscripts of John. 98.4% of them have it. It's missing, though, in Small minority, 1.4% of the manuscripts are missing it. And so if you use an NIV, an ESV, an NASB, it's not there. And so this important theological truth that has this one verse that explicitly says it, that one verse is not there.
2: Is that the only verse that explicitly
1: says it? It's the only one I know of. And again, there's a whole slew of other errors in the Bible, and other problems introduced by accepting the Nestle Allen text, the text based on the Griesbach canons, the mainstream textual criticism. There's a whole slew of errors, and some may argue that some of them are trivial, though they really aren't. Some obscure meanings, some create as we've seen actual errors. Now here's one that actually I find ironic. Luke 4.4. This is where Jesus is being tempted in the wilderness by Satan. And Satan has just said to him, since you're the son of God, command these stones to become bread. And here is the answer in Luke 4.4. 4. But Jesus answered him saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, that's a direct quotation from Deuteronomy. And the point is, that there's more important things than physical Nourishment. We need spiritual nourishment, and we need that from the word of God. And the passage in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, specifies every word of God, not just most of them, not just some of them, every word of God. And that's what Jesus repeats here. The irony is that the critical text omits the last part of that verse. It omits the part that says, but by every word of God. Now, this is missing in only 0.4% of the manuscripts and by taking it out, it makes Jesus' response absolutely nonsense. Satan says, uh, command these stones to become bread. And Jesus says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Period. What does that mean?
2: Oh, I, I, as if bread's not enough, you, you also need meat
1: and vegetables, etc. Exactly. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's like Jesus saying, like, why are you telling me to make stones into bread? I mean, bread's not enough. I, I need I need steak. I need veggies. I need dessert. Like, without that last part... It just becomes silly. And the irony here is that Jesus is saying we live by every word of God, and yet some of those every words are being removed in this very passage. It's lost by omitting some of these every words. Isn't that ironic? Indeed. And then later in the same chapter of Luke, verse 44, we have another problem. It says here, and he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. Now, that's fine. He was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. That context makes that clear. The parallel passages in Mark make it clear. He's on a preaching tour in his home base, which is Galilee. But the critical text, the Nestle-Alan text, changes Galilee to Judea. So that's what you'll see in your modern translations. 94.7% of the manuscripts read Galilee. 4.1% have Judea. And so the critical text will go to, with Judea, and that creates a, a huge error and contradiction.
2: But Jesus preached so many times, he must have gone into lots of synagogues. Could, could it be argued that this is not referring to the same event? Luke is talking about preaching in Judea, and Mark is talking about preaching in Galilee.
1: Well, first, it's not an event. When it says he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee, it's multiple events. It's kind of a summary statement of his ministry at that time. If we have, if he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea, again, it wouldn't be one event. It would be summarizing his ministry at that point. And as we know from the context and the timeline, Jesus had no ministry in Judea at that point. Because this was, we're told, after John was arrested and the hit orders gone out basically for Jesus. And so he, he doesn't hang around in Judea much. He does his work in Galilee. He goes to Judea when he's visiting Jerusalem for various feast days. But he's not doing his ministry in Judea at this point. He is doing it in Galilee. There's no question about it. So to put in here, he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea it would be a problem. It would be contradicting what we see clearly from both the immediate context here and the parallel passage in Mark. But remember... Remember, that's the, your one of your canons, one of your rules from Griesbach. The reading that creates discrepancies with other quoted or parallel material, and I've referred to the parallel material here in Mark, that's to be preferred. So if you have about 95% of the manuscripts saying Galilee, which agrees with the parallel material, and you have a small handful that, that give you a reading that differs from it, that actually creates a contradiction, we're supposed to... Prefer that. We're supposed to assume that the original writer of Luke, the one inspired by the Holy Spirit, writing scripture that is God breathed, had a mistake in it. This this is how mainstream textual criticism works. It's designed, and perhaps most of the modern scholars don't realize that, but it is designed to put errors in every chance they get. Does that make sense?
2: No. I mean, not from a Christian's perspective, but from the liberal's perspective, yes.
1: But I'm not sure it can make sense from any objective perspective. Once again, Griesbach's canons were never demonstrated or even tested to be shown to be valid, and yet were accepted. And then, as we've shown, the subsequent studies showed that his canons were all wrong. So, no, even from a liberal, honest liberal perspective, it doesn't make sense to go with that. Then there's general problematic results. For example, Matthew 5:22, Jesus says, "But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be liable to the judgment." Now, that clause there, without a cause this one word in Greek, it's missing from the critical text. Even though it's present in 96.2 percent of manuscripts, it is missing. And that gives you a big theological problem because it means you can never, no matter what, be angry with your brother. There's no possible cause to be angry with your brother, no acceptable cause. So your brother does something very evil. If he does something blasphemous, he does something to Jesus, you're not allowed to get angry.
2: Okay, but if it's your brother, that, that means a fellow Christian. A fellow Christian wouldn't be blasphemous, would he?
1: You would hope not, but then... As we see in 1 Corinthians 5, it talks about anyone named a brother who is doing so-and-so-and-so have nothing to do with such a person. There are people who present themselves as Christians. You believe they're Christians, and then they start doing some very bad things. Should you not be angry about that? Jesus was angry, and he was angry with some people who were believers. He was angry with his disciples when they, they just wouldn't get it. So the idea that under no circumstances can you be angry Also, the Bible says, be angry, but do not sin. The problem is not with being angry. The problem is what your anger might lead you to do. But Jesus clearly said that you shouldn't be angry unless there's a a reason. And that's here, but it's gone in the critical text. Another one, general problematic results. Again, some people might say they're not that important, but they're, they're tiny little things one after another after another that keep eating away authority of Scripture, I would think. Matthew 23, verse 8, has another one of these. And in this one, we read, But you do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. Nestle Alon, the critical text, omits the Christ from this passage. But without that, the passage makes no sense at all, and doesn't match the pattern of what Jesus is saying. Because what you would read there here is, but you do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, and you're all brethren.
2: Would it be obvious from the context who the one is?
1: Well, I'm not sure that it is. People could interpret that to mean that, oh, in, in each congregation, each group, you, you you designate one teacher, and then that's the only one. This this is the problem with the pattern, because if you look at the whole context what Jesus says, but you do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you're all brethren, do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. Now, the one is your father, he who is in heaven. And then the second one is your teacher, the Christ. That's in, in the critical text. If the context made it obvious who Jesus is talking about, why do we have it in all three places? And the critical text drops it in the first one, but has it in the second too. So it Certainly, Jesus is specifying and making it clear who these are. So, particularly in light of that, reading the critical text, you see, do not call on earth your father, for one is your father, who he who is in heaven. Okay, that's God. That's God the Father. Do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. Okay, so you can't use Christ as our teacher. But you do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher. Wait, but doesn't, here it doesn't tell us who it is. Oh, Maybe it's Christ, but hey, it specifies it elsewhere. It doesn't specify it here. Maybe we should just designate ourselves a teacher. It becomes problematic. It can lead to abuses. And it is there, again, in 96% of the manuscripts. So why is it missing here?
2: It seems to me like despite all the, the canons.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. But please join us for the next part tomorrow. Same time and same place. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. We would love to hear from you.